listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. Alright, good morning church. Merry Christmas. Maligayang Pasko sa inyong lahat. Can you greet the person beside you? Merry Christmas. You know, we're starting a brand new series and uh, we definitely feel the season for uh, for Christmas, you know, and I know that as Filipinos, we've been starting to celebrate it since September, but, you know, since it's December already, ito na, malapit na, okay? Have you ever, you know, have you gotten your 13th month pay already? Alright, but we'd like to welcome everyone here on site. What an awesome feeling to worship God together. Can we give the Lord a hand uh, as we have just had a time of uh, wonderful worship. And uh, for those of you who are joining us from your homes, thank you so much also for joining us online. And uh, as I said earlier, we're starting a brand new Christmas series entitled A Reason to Celebrate. And how many of you would agree with me that there is still a reason to celebrate despite the fact that we are in this pandemic? Yes, come on now. There's a reason to rejoice, a reason to celebrate. You know, and I know that we have gone through a lot of situations. We have experienced losses and grief and frustration, hopelessness. But yet, you know, sometimes it can diminish our excitement for this season. But for those of us who know Jesus, how many of you know that it is beyond our circumstance? That's why we can actually have something to thank God for. And we've seen the faithfulness of God not only through this year, but even uh, last year, 2020, when the, the pandemic started. And we look back uh, at our lives even before the pandemic, and we recount how faithful God is to us. And I'm pretty sure that if you go back, you know, sometimes what I would do, and my, you know, my, one of my daughters would love to borrow my phone. And uh, what she would do is, uh, Dad, can I borrow your phone? I say, why? I'll just look at some photos. And what she would do is she would go back, you know, there's like a memory part of the phone, an iPhone, and then you would go back to like several years back, three, four, five years from now, uh, no, ago. And, you know, and she would say, you know, wow, what, you know, we, we went to this uh, country, we did this. And so there's always something that we can actually look back and say God has been watching over us and God is faithful to us. Amen. And we can actually say that God will be continuing to be faithful to, for us to us in the future. Amen. You know, yesterday we had our leaders and uh, volunteers appreciation, and uh, we honored those uh, volunteers and the leaders who continually um, serve uh, in this church, uh, even in the midst of the pandemic. And so we want to just uh, honor them. Can we just uh, thank the Lord for them, uh, ushers, worship team? intercessors, tech, kids church, even though we don't have kids physically, they are so busy doing things online, uh, you know, the, our admin ministry, uh, even actually we have a new ministry like what you call the, I don't know, the frontline ministry because they're now volunteering even uh, in different uh, areas like uh, Monkovac uh, asked for help for some volunteers uh, and we filled it out, I think about 40 doctors and nurses from our very own church. Uh, who are frontliners, and they were uh, not just uh, receiving vaccine, but they, they became the vaccinators, okay? And so uh, we're able to, uh, uh, to be part of that. And so we want to thank the Lord for each of you who has been faithfully serving the leaders 
who's constantly just, uh, you know, engaging people, making disciples. We had about 340 people who were uh, reached out online. You know, they had no concept of the physical church here at Festival Mall. They were invited online by some of their family, friends, relatives. And, you know, for the past year, we... Uh, plugged in, and they are, you know, they've gone through a one-to-one victory weekend. 340 souls are now part of church because of what God is doing. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand for that? God is continuing to advance in the midst of this pandemic. And ultimately, we'll find another reason to celebrate. Amen. We'll find a reason to celebrate. Pinoy tayo eh. Look at the person beside you. Pilipino ka. You know, maski na malungkot sometimes, you know, there's always something that we can celebrate. We just like to have fun because God is with us. And in Him, we have life. And in Him, we always have hope. You know, I know that in the past couple of years, 20-something months, almost two full years, our world has gone into a lot of turmoils. We've experienced so many losses, grief. Uh, in fact, yesterday, we honored and celebrated some of those who served with us who have gone to be with the Lord uh, and um, they they served uh, faithfully, you know, as leaders, and some of them in the in the uh, volunteer team. But yet they have gone to be with the Lord, and so there's so much grief and loss. But at the same time, we know full well that they are forever with our God. And how many of you know that all of us who are believers, we're all going that direction. That that is the hope that we have, and that's the reason why we celebrate Christmas. The reason why we can still rejoice in this season and many people in the world are so scared about the future because, you know, of what they have been through in the past, they don't know that God ultimately has given us the answer and the solution to our problems. Do you know that the greatest problem in the world today is not COVID-19? Do you know that the greatest problem in the world today is not the new variant Omicron or Omicron? Kamag-anak ni Decepticon? That's not the greatest problem that we have today. The greatest problem that we have today is sin. And Christmas addresses that. Amen. The reason why we celebrate Christmas is not just for Noche Buena, not just so that we can have some bangabi, not just because we can have our bonuses. The reason why we celebrate Christmas is because Jesus came to be a human just like us so that he can go to the cross and we can actually be, you know, our sins can be paid for and we can all have eternal life. That is the reason why we celebrate Christmas. All right, and I believe that there is so much reason to rejoice. You know, back in the day in the Old uh, Testament prophecy, uh, in the book of Isaiah, we're going to go back to the book of Isaiah until the end of uh, the year. Uh, it speaks about God's plan of redemption. In fact, 700 years before it uh, actually happened, the birth of Jesus, God told Isaiah to go to King Ahaz, sa Tagalog, King Ahaz, because he was an evil king, king of Judah. And he said, give this prophetic word to that king. And that's exactly what we're going to be reading today. Just one verse from Isaiah chapter 7. If you have your Bibles, would you go ahead and open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 7, beginning in verse 14. Isaiah 7 verse 14. And I'd like for everyone to please stand up as we give reverence to the Word of God. All right. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Just one verse. In fact, since it's just one verse, and I think it's there on our 
uh, screen, can we all read this verse together out loud with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, sige. Ready? One, two, three, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you so much for our time this morning. And even as we have, uh, Lord, just been recipients of your grace. We thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to once again look deeper into this particular scripture. And may our hearts be encouraged today, whatever we're going through, Lord. I just pray, God, that you would continue to encourage your people. You are the lifter of our head, God. I thank you, Lord God, that you would fill our hearts with hope. Even for those who are discouraged today, God, we come against any spirit of discouragement. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the one who gives us joy. May the joy of the Lord be our strength. And Lord, give us every reason to celebrate because you are a faithful God to us. You are Emmanuel, God with us. And we want to thank you once again. We want to give you honor, glory, and praise. Let us do your name. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. And Amen. Can we just give the Lord a hand? Uh, this morning before you sit down, and then go ahead and take your seats. All right. Not sure if uh, you're excited for all the festivities. I'm pretty sure that you are maybe as early as now. You're planning already for your, I don't know, if you had reunions already. We had our very first uh, family you know, reunion, you know, one of our pamangkin is in Canada, but, you know, it was a biglaan thing. And so it was just so surreal that, you know, we're gathered in one place. All of us are safe naman, you know, we're, we're vaccinated. And so it was just so, it, there's just so much joy every time we gather together. I'm pretty sure that you're all looking forward to those family gatherings as we celebrate this season. Now, going back to the verse that we have just read. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Now, how many of you are familiar with this verse? How many of you have, you know, read this verse even before, okay? Yung iba sa inyo, hindi pa alam ko ano yung verse na to. Yung iba sa inyo, how many of you, whatever I ask you, will not raise your hand? I'm just kidding, okay? It's okay, just take it easy, relax, okay? You know, some scholars are questioning the real time when Isaiah wrote this prophecy. Because the fact is, he actually wrote and he prophesied this about 700 years before the birth of Christ. But yet, because of the pinpoint accuracy, 100% at everything that Isaiah wrote in the 66 chapters of the book of Isaiah was very accurate, describing the birth, the coming of Jesus, and even his death on the cross. There was just so much details. In fact, you know, if you're watching a movie, I'm not sure if you've watched maybe the latest Marvel movie or whatever, or maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, a K-drama or something. I mean, something like, you know, with CGI. There's just so much detail in the writing. For example, in Isaiah chapter uh, 53, the, the crucifixion of Christ was just so detailed that some scholars are saying that it's impossible for Isaiah to write this 700 years before the birth of Christ. Maybe there's another author named Isaiah that wrote this after the death of Jesus. I mean, that's how accurate Isaiah is. But how many of you know that the Holy Spirit spoke to Isaiah 700 years before and it was a prophetic word and that was the sign 
of the coming of our Messiah. And so Isaiah was so accurate. And so we look at the fulfillment of this prophecy in the New Testament. And we find the same scripture in the book of Matthew, the first uh, book in the New Testament. And so let's read that. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 to uh, to 23. It's a very familiar uh, scripture. And uh, it says here, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And this was Gabriel appearing to Matthew, okay, uh, no, Joseph, appearing to Joseph, and he sh- will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Who was the prophet again? Isaiah. And what was the prophecy? And then he quoted it. The angel of the Lord quoted the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. When he said, behold, everybody say behold. You know, to behold means to look at something because you realize it's something remarkable. That is to behold. And what he's saying is, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And how many of you know that is amazing? If you're a virgin and you don't have any husband and you don't have any physical intimate relationship with anyone and you bear a child... How many of you know that that is a miracle? Yes, right? It's a miracle. And so what what she said was, The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And then Matthew added this, which means, just so that it will be clear to the readers, and even the Gentiles who are reading this, Because Emmanuel, for the Jews, they're familiar with Emmanuel, God with us. But then they translated this, and he said, God with us. You know, why does Matthew have to place the phrase, which means? You know, in the King James uh, Version, it says, being translated. In the New King James, it said, being interpreted is God with us. In fact, if you go back to the root of the word, it really says, with us. Everybody say, with us. With us, God. I mean, that's what it says. With us, God. And how many of you know that no matter what you and I are going through during this time of pandemic, God is with us. God is with us. And that is so much good news. And I hope and I pray that that will encourage all of us. You know, there's, there must be something in that name that every human being must understand, both Jews and Greeks. And so Matthew was taking the time, you know, we're trying to explain here. Emmanuel, guys, listen to this. Behold, this is something remarkable. God is with us, Emmanuel. Even as Gentiles, they were not Jews, we're considered Gentiles. We need to understand the implication of what does it mean for God to be with us. I mean, what's in a name? How many of you appreciate your parents for giving you your name? Please raise your hand. Pastor June is so proud of his name, Benito. He loves. You know, we, we are given names by our parents. My dear friend, Bishop Ferdy Kabiling, you know, he comes from Ilocos Norte, I know, from, uh, from Nueva Ecija, and his parents named him Ferdinand. And his sister was named Imelda. I'm not kidding. This is, this is real life. Uh, they're, they're Ilocanos. And so, you know, our parents give us names because 
you know, of something. You know, sometimes we get the names of the most popular celebrity or politician and we name our children after them. Adele, Tony Stark, June Cook, Jimin, V. You know, you know I've, I've, I've actually Googled this and, you know, you will find that in Google it says uh, the most unusual names in 2021. I can't believe that some parents actually named their children these names. One of the top names is Pandemica. Wow, very creative. How many of you would thank your parents as you write your passport application? What's your full name? Pandemica. What's your nickname? COVID. Maybe your nickname is Panda. Or Mika. You know, another unusual name for uh, 2021 is Salad and Milk. Literally, there's somebody who named Salad and Milk. Fallopia. For you doctors and medical people, you know what that means, right? There's another name. I'm not sure if this is a Filipino name. Crispy. Siguro, negosyo niya to. Nag-economy siya. No? Crispy patay siguro binibenta niya. And you know, another name is Monster. I, I don't understand why somebody will name their child Monster. And then Mileage. You know, these are all real names that were given to children. But that the name of the Lord Jesus describes His work in us. And we will see that the name Jesus means that He will save his people from their sins. That's from verse 21, right? How many of you appreciate the name of Jesus? Jesus means He will save us from our sins. Emmanuel means God with us. There's no sweeter name than the name of Jesus. Amen. That's the best name. So if your name is Jesus and you're born on Christmas Day, God bless you. One of my pastor friends uh, from Victory Ortigas, senior pastor, Pastor Noel Landicho. His full name is Emmanuel because his birthday is December 25. Emmanuel, God is with us. And every name that is ascribed to the Lord Jesus has a meaning. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it is a familiar verse that you see normally in Christmas cards. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called the Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. You know, the name of the Lord is to be praised. And every time that we celebrate the name of Jesus, there's something about that name. Today, we're focusing on one name. And this name that we are looking at is from the book of Isaiah. Emmanuel, God with us. This name gives us hope. It gives us confidence. It gives us meaning in life that no matter what we're going through, God with us. God with us. And I'm praying and I'm speaking to those who are watching. Maybe you're going through the most difficult time in season. During this pandemic, maybe for the first time, you're celebrating Christmas without your loved one. He's no longer with you. But God is with you. With you, God. His faithfulness will remain. John Wesley, as he was dying, his very last words were, the best of all is this, God with us, Emmanuel. And he was so confident of the fact that he was going from this life to the next life because God is with us. 
my encouragement for us today is there's no reason to fear death because God is with us. If you're a believer, if you're a Christian, receive the gift and assurance of eternal life that no matter what, for us to live is Christ, to die is gain because God is with us. Let that word sink deep in our heart. And I know that there's so much fear happening in the world today. There's so much anxiety. There's so much hopelessness that they can't really look beyond 2021. And you know, some are saying, how can I look into 2022? I've gone through so much turmoil. I've gone so, through so much loss and grief. We can, the reason why we can go from 2021 to 2022 is because God is with us. The message of Christmas is that the creator and the king of the universe has become a human just like us. And everything else is secondary. You know, I, I believe that the benefits of Christmas, yes, there's peace on earth. That's great. Yes, there's prosperity. That's great. How many of you are praying for a financial breakthrough? Please raise your hand. Lord, kuna mo ng picture to para unahin mo sila. Yung mga nakataas yung kamay. Oops, okay. Tumaas yung kamay dito, okay? You know, we're praying for provision. We're praying for financial breakthrough. That's great. We're praying for healing. How many of you know that God heals? That's great. But that's secondary. The real reason why Jesus came is because He wants to be with us and He wants to save His people from our sins. There are three truths, very quickly, that we want to just look at. One is God. What's the meaning of Emmanuel? Three, three truths about Emmanuel. God in the flesh. That is the first truth that we want to look at. God in the flesh. And that's, and if you look at that statement, that is oxymoronic, if that's a word. If that's a word. You know, it's impossible because God, the one who created, became the creation. That's impossible. But yet it happened. John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And in verse 14 of chapter 1 of John, it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. It's the reason why Emmanuel is so important for us to understand that our God did not just remain in heaven. Our God came down here on earth, walked among us, loved us, cared for us, became hungry like us, suffered pain like us, was abandoned like us, was betrayed like some of us. And experienced all the different hurts and feelings just like us human beings. In the CEV version, it says, The Word became a human being and lived here with us. We saw His true glory, the glory of the only Son of the Father. From Him, all the kindness and the truth of God have come down to us. You know, with Jesus, He brought everything that the Father have for us. All the goodness, all the kindness, all the grace, Jesus brought it from heaven 
to earth, He is the original Santa Claus. He has lavished His people with the good things. Remember in the Old Testament, remember the picture in Genesis when God was walking in the garden in the cool of the day? That's in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. Remember the picture of God talking with Abraham as a man talks with his friend? Remember the time when in Exodus, God descended on Mount Horeb and there was like a cloud and his presence was in the cloud. You know, there was like a smoke and like fire on top of the mountain. Remember the time when God appeared to Elijah exactly the same way in the mountain just, just by allowing him to feel his presence to a human being. Remember when God filled the tabernacle of Solomon, when Solomon created the temple and God, you know, inhabited that temple with the presence of God. And throughout the Old Testament, God made pronouncements and proclamations through the prophets that He is always going to be with His people. And this word somehow assured God's people, the saints, that God is there with them and that God is watching us. How many of you know that God is watching us? God is watching us. And God is with us. God was with His people in the Old Testament, but He was never with them in the flesh. He was with them. His presence was with them. And yet, in all this, God never, as John puts it, God did not become flesh until this time when Jesus came. And God became flesh and dwelt among us. God was with His people from this time on. And that's the reason why 2,000 years ago, we started celebrating Christmas. Yes, God has been with His people from the very beginning, the very start. He never left them. But yet, when Jesus came, God is with us in the flesh. Amen. He's walking with us. Because Jesus became human just like us. It is literally God with us. And that is the concept of incarnation. Incarnation comes from the Greek word incarne. To become flesh. We're familiar with carne, right? You know, for those of you who are, you know, keto dieters or whatever, protein. You know, we're familiar with that. Jesus had flesh on him. That's the concept of incarnation. The God who is spirit suddenly became human just like us. You know, from time to time I would travel and have meetings. Even during this time of pandemic, we had like a pastor's meeting once uh, in the north uh, in, in Clark. And so I would, we stay there like overnight. And what I would do is I would Zoom with my family. And so as I'm Zooming, Zooming with my family, you know, I would talk to my wife, I would talk to my kids, you know. And, you know, one of my daughters would ask me, Dad, when, when are you coming home? And I, I told her, you know, you're, you're talking to me on Zoom. But it's different if you're here and you're there. And how many of you know, yeah, it's different when you're on Zoom. It seems like virtually you're present, but you're not present. And when I finally came home, there's just so much joy and somehow security and peace at home. Because, ah, daddy's home. 
And that's exactly what happened to Jesus. He was allowing, you know, God was allowing His people to feel His presence all throughout the ages. And then Jesus came here on earth, walked with us, and did a lot of good things. Charles Spurgeon said this, It is a miracle of miracles that the infinite should become an infant. Someone who is beyond space and beyond time, somebody who's created and he became an infant. And this is the word Logos, who was in the beginning the one who spoke the creation into existence and he became a human being and made his home with us. The creator God dwelling among us. Now, my question for us today is, you know, why would God choose to make his home among us? I mean, why, why does he have to do that? I mean, he can stay in heaven. There's so much peace in heaven. There's perfection in heaven. He can, he can do his thing there. He's God. He can actually just send some, you know, someone. If we're crying out for provision, okay, Gabriel, go and provide for this family. Boom. How many of you that that is possible also? Right? He's been doing that. He can stay there. And his masterpiece, somehow the people that he created, disobeyed and rebelled against him. Now, why will he come to his own and yet his, even his own rejected him? I mean, he knew that this, this, is, this will happen. And he wanted us to understand and experience his kindness ultimately in his truth through his own son, Jesus. When he came here on earth and become a human just like us. Jesus, in his majesty, left heaven, literally came to earth. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8 says, And being found in appearance as a human, he humbled himself and became obedient to death. Everybody say, obedient to death. Obedient to death. He became obedient to death, even death on the cross. And that is where we see the reason why Jesus had to become flesh. The baby in the manger eventually will become the Savior on the cross. The reason why we can celebrate Christmas. I mean, this is such a familiar message for us. But it is, it is such, a, it's worth being reminded of this. God with us in the flesh. It has to be someone in the flesh. Because how can you crucify a God who is spirit? He had to become human just like us. He came this way to identify with us. To live a perfect life so that He can die for us and He can be our Redeemer and our Savior. You know, without flesh, of course, we know that Jesus cannot give His life on the cross. He is the perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It is an astounding fact that He didn't just share a portion of Himself with us when we were born again. He could have given a portion, but what Jesus did was he gave his fullness. And that's our second point today. God in his fullness. What does incarnation mean? What does Emmanuel mean? God in his fullness. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9, it says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Everything that God has is in Jesus. And everything that God has in store for Jesus, He gave to us. And in verse 10, it says, And you have been given fullness. Everybody say fullness. 
fullness in Christ who is the head over every power and authority. Colossians 2 verse 9 says, Everything of God, another version, gets expressed in Him so you can see and hear Him clearly. You don't need a telescope. You don't need a microscope or a horoscope to realize the fullness of Christ and the emptiness of the universe without Him. This is from the message version. When you come to Him, that fullness comes together for you too. His power extends over everything. Amen. And that's the reason why we can thank Jesus. Everything we need in our life today is found in Jesus. And sometimes I know that we can, you know, we tend to want to just relax. You know, we want to take out, you know, take, or take out, take off from our work. You know, we want to be able to just uh, have solitude. And sometimes we fill ourselves with stuff and activities. Not realizing that the only one who can give us peace and rest is Christ himself. When you go back to Jesus, he's everything that we need. And God didn't just send an angel to come to earth to encourage us. Didn't you think about that? He sent angels every time like Gabriel and Michael, but that's not the solution for sin. He didn't just send an email or a message, or an IG message, or a TikTok video to all of us, to just so that, just to hear that, you know, I love you, and I'm here for you. He didn't, say a, he didn't just send a live satellite feed from heaven. But God, you know, God did not just give us Emmanuel. But He gave us Emmanuel. Ah, okay ba yun? God didn't just give us Emmanuel. He gave us a Bible. And we're grateful for the Bible, but He gave us Emmanuel. God is with us. John chapter 1, verse 17 says, For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and unfaithfulness came through Jesus Christ. Verse 18, No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son is Himself, God, and is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us and God's fullness in Jesus, you know, we can always call upon Him and He understands all of us. You know, we may look back in our life and ask God when we need Him. We may have gone through so much troubles and turmoil, and we can ask the Lord, Lord, where were you when I was going through this painful experience in my life? You know, I shared this, uh, I guess, several years back, you know. Back in Christmas of 2003, it was a difficult Christmas for our family. Christmas of 2003, you know, I have a picture there, you know, and we, we our, our son Jerome was sick of TB meningitis. And we were in Asian hospital for the whole month of December. That was our Christmas, 2003. And we were journeying this dark time. We were trying to celebrate and still find joy in our hearts to thank the Lord despite the fact that our child is going through so much pain. Five operations, you know, his got spastic tendencies. He was paralyzed, whole body. And finally, December 28th of 2003, my son Jerome passed away. You know, it was difficult. 
it was definitely our darkest moment as a family. We knew and felt that God's grace was there with us during that time. You know, we lost our son Jerome, but we also felt that God was with us, journeying with us during that time. Hindi mabibilang yung balde ng luha na iniyak namin ni Shirley. And we appreciate the church for standing with us. The church was there. Our family was there. But it's different when you sense God is there. Because when you're all alone in your room, and when you and I, when you're looking at your wife, and when you're looking at your other daughter, and there's no words because of the pain, the comfort really ultimately comes from God. No matter how bleak our situation is, church, I believe that the only thing that can sustain us through all the pain and sorrow and affliction is the realization and the revelation that God is with us. Amen. Can we give the Lord a praise for that? God is with us. God is with you. That was 18 years ago, December 2003. Was, you know, that's why the reason why many times, napansin nyo, naka-black naka na kami nung Christmas. It's been like that. We're always wearing black. Every time. Siguro dahil favorite color namin to as a family. And this is our picture now, Christmas 2020. You know, God has given us two daughters, Anna and Andrea, not to replace our son who passed away, but to somehow give us fresh new joy in our family. We thank the Lord that despite our loss of our son 18 years ago, God has continued to be faithful to us. And this reflects God's faithfulness to all of us as well. Amen. Once again, can we just praise the Lord right now? God is with us. You know, God's fullness is in everything that we go through every single day. You may have lost your job today. You may have lost your health. Maybe you've received a bad report from your doctor. Maybe you're going through a situation. You may have lost your spouse. You know, and there are so many people who have gone through this time of pandemic who have lost people, loved ones, opportunities. Maybe you have, you have deemed that you have lost your future. You have lost your sight for the future. I beg to offer you the solution that God has actually been giving to us. His very own son, Jesus. The reason why Jesus came is because he wants to make us feel that he is for us and not against us. He wants to give us hope he wants to give us joy. He wants to give us a reason to celebrate. There is hope for the future, guys. Guess what? 2021 will be over soon. And by January 1st, 2022, it's a new year of God showing His people that He will be here for us, faithful till the very end, and we will be with Him forevermore. Come on now. God is faithful to us. And that leads me to my final point. God with us forever. Emmanuel is not just God with us here. 
on earth, God is with us forever. Matthew 28 verse 20 says, And surely, it was a surely. I love the word surely. Eee. And surely, I am with you always. Everybody say always. To the very end of the age. That's the promise of Jesus. Jesus was going back to the Father on this time. You know, he's leaving his disciples. And what he's saying is, go and make disciples of all nations. But he was promising, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. I promise you this, guys. Even if I'm gone physically, the Holy Spirit is here with you forevermore. And he is still with us. Jesus promised that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us, even until the end of time. He's not only with us for Christmas, but He will be with us every single day of our life. Guess what? New year of 2022. New hopes, new beginnings, new vision, because He is Emmanuel. Because He's Emmanuel, we can have a good future. We can face tomorrow. We can say that God is good no matter what happened in 2021. We're looking forward to 2020 because God is with us. And you know, God is with us. He's not merely in company with us. You know, we're familiar with our people. You're like, for example, our family members, diba? When we say that we're, we're having our family time, we're saying our family is with us because we're like having dinner with our family. Later on, you know, after the service, we're going to have lunch, okay? So our family is with us. Sometimes we say, okay, our family is with us. Or maybe you, you know, you you are, you know, you're a biker, and you know, we, me and Pastor King sometimes bike together, and I can just say, you know, Pastor King is with me because I biked with him. You know, God is with us. It's not that concept. The Greek is very forceful in expressing a strong force of with, and the picture is being riveted. I mean, that's. That's the reason why when God says, I am with you, He's not just saying, I'm just going to spend time with you right now. But when you go to the office, bahala ka na. Kasi tapos na quiet time natin. No, that's not a concept of God with us. The concept of God with us is God is forever with us. We are riveted to Him and He is riveted to us. You know, several years ago, our roof got a leak. And so I had to buy some uh, materials for the roof. And, and the carpenter said, Sir, don't just buy the roof per se. And don't just buy nails. Buy rivets. And so I went and looked for rivets in the hardware store. And you know what a rivet is? A rivet is a permanent uh, clamp onto something. And that's the picture of God is with us. We are being riveted. To God, wherever we go, whatever we're going through, that's the picture. And He will stay with us, riveted, no matter what we go through in life. God will never leave you, nor forsake you. Can we just give the Lord a hand and a praise for that? And I'm ending with this final statement. God is with us. Jesus is God with us and God for us. He's not just with us, He's always for us. And why did God become one of us and one with us? As I said earlier, we have to know the ultimate reason why Jesus had to come here on earth. He's not just a surgeon who heals. And yes, we need healing from time to time. He's not just a sage who gives advice. 
when we are in confusion, he's not like a Santa who gives. But the reason why Jesus came is because he is a Savior who forgives and a Savior who redeems and a Savior who saves people from their sins. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. I'm about to end. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Jesus Christ, and this is the reason why Jesus came. Jesus came into the world to do what, guys? To save sinners. Everybody say to save sinners. And who are sinners? Can you please raise your hand? We are all the sinners that Jesus Christ came here for. He didn't just come so that we can have a Christmas tree. I mean, I appreciate the icons and the symbols of Christmas. We have green color and all this. We have gift giving. We have Noche Buena. But the ultimate reason why He came, the real reason why we can celebrate Christmas is because He came so that He can save us from our sins. Let's not miss out on the real reason why Jesus had to come in the first place. He came as a Savior. He didn't remain a baby on the manger. He ultimately went to the cross after growing up 33 years and gave His life. He was nailed on the cross. Gave His life for us. His blood was shed so that ultimately your sins and my sins, past, present, and future, can be wiped out and forgiven. That's why when God sees us today and your name is written in the book of life, though your sins were like red as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow because of what Jesus Christ did for us. And every single day, we have that confidence. God, I failed today. God, I'm sorry, I cussed. God, I'm sorry, I cut, you know, in the line. God, I'm sorry, I, you know, I lied today. God, I'm sorry, I looked at something that I was not supposed to look into. God, I'm sorry, I did this. Guess what? Jesus went to the cross, paid for that already. All you've got to do is to say, God, thank you. Because you have given me a Savior. And this is what we have read earlier. Matthew 1.21 She shall bear a son and you shall name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. God in the flesh means salvation. It means deliverance. It means eternal life. It means forgiveness. It means being present with him every single day. Come on now. God in the flesh. Emmanuel is a Savior that was born Christmas Day 2,000 years ago. Went to the cross so that you and I can spend eternity not here in the temporary world but eternity with Him in heaven. Where there is no more sickness Revelation 21.4 No more sorrow There's no more tears No more death no more COVID-19 virus, no more Omicron, no more Delta, 
no more cancer, no more diabetes, because the old order of things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Because Jesus Christ came right here on this planet so that He can be a Savior for humanity, for you, and for me. And that's the reason why we celebrate Christmas, not only during December, but every single day of our lives, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalabang.church.